Alrighty, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me on this episode of The Joint Experience. My name is Moose, and I appreciate you taking the time to be here. And if you have listened in the past, I appreciate you listening to my previous two episodes. And I am assuming at this point, the majority of you that are listening are either a friend or family member, and I would certainly also appreciate any feedback, and then you don't have to be family or a friend to give me feedback, but I'm just putting a little pressure on you guys because I know a couple of you said you listened to it, but that's all you said. So maybe leave me a comment on Instagram or whatever platform that you're listening to, um, and hit the subscribe button or download. I don't know, I'm not even keeping track of any of the analytics or anything. I'm literally putting myself out here for the world to listen to. Um, You already can watch me at the endowed.clouds on Instagram. And I'm also starting to post more on the joint X. That is where you can find the joint experience on Instagram. It is the joint X. Um, And before we get any farther, I am going to partake in a bowl from my new avant-garde glass. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw the giveaway that I had recently won. This is an amazing piece. I just... It's so beautiful and it's the function is there. I feel like when I, I, I have to put less weed in the bowls because it really, it, it just, I feel like it's so direct. I'm used to my Vitae glass bong that has the, the big beaker base and then the UFO perk on top. So there's a lot more space. It's closer, um, I think to like, 14 or 15 inches. I haven't measured it, but I know that this this bong that I have gotten from avant-garde glass is about 12 inches. And it's instead of having the traditional downstem, the the designs in the walls of the glass are actually where the air or smoke I should say flows through down into the water so this piece actually does not have a downstem which is pretty cool you know I mean it's I don't I don't mind downstems and honestly this piece it it may not be the most I don't know not the easiest to clean I mean I, I I mean it's not the hardest either I don't I don't have any complaints really I would just say that if anyone had a complaint about this glass this piece it would probably be the cleaning aspect um, I'm sure that something like this people would appreciate doing dabs off of um, it's great for herb and I have done a dab off of it and it's Fuck, it's there. I like it. I appreciate it. So anyway, I said before we get any farther, but three minutes later, um, gonna roast me a little bolski. Cheers, fam.
Woo. Yeah, that was. I'm telling you, it's it's tasty. It's delicious. It it works so well. That was an amazing hit. You don't have to pull too hard. Um, you can pull really soft. That's the cool thing. You can pull really soft on it, and it's still got a pretty good amount of percolation in there. Um, so, whew. Now, gonna take a breather here. We're gonna reset, and we're gonna we're gonna basically. I have a couple pages of 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 Google Doc in front of me, about two and a half pages of Google Doc in front of me, and this was not intended to be. I don't know. I I don't know what this intended to be. So it, it's kind of like notes. It's kind of a, a story. I'm going to pick and choose out of it. I don't know. I haven't posted it anywhere. It's kind of a long form. So I'm going to pull it apart here. We're going to talk about it because uh, the main question, and this is what we are going to be discussing, is what I'm going to be talking about, I guess, is like, where are you in cannabis? And it doesn't matter. I, I, I Where are you? Do you... Do you are you a consumer? Do you only smoke weed? Do you eat edibles? I mean, are you a, a consumer of cannabis? Do you cultivate? Um, uh, are you a mixture of both? Because I definitely know people that cultivate that do not um, actually partake in cannabis at all. Um, are you brand new? Are you have you been have you been part of the cannabis world for long? Like, are you like an old school fucking like? been smoking a joint every day for the last 30 years of your life or is this like a brand new thing so what i'm what i was wanting to explore here is like where like what world what world inside of cannabis do you live in do we live in um because for me i i feel like i'm somewhere in the middle between the Hollywood Hills, super bougie, like uh, driving Lambos with just hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of fucking product and concentrates and just, you know, there you have that and then you have all the way through to the fucking, the guy that will pick up someone's roach and smoke it like doesn't give a fuck is not really involved at all just smoking weed but like part of the actual community what i see on the other end um in my eyes my version of like where i'm trapped in the middle of is more so the 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 LA Hollywood version of the cannabis community and then there's the grassroots community um people in the fucking hills dudes that are growing from their closets to their full bedrooms to you know like the guys like there's there's a a big disconnect i feel between the people that are consuming the people that are producing and the people that are like 
in between the the law and the people that are above board like it's like it's such a mess i can't even put my thoughts together about it this moment i totally went off on a total side thing there i feel like but i think if i get back to what i was what i wrote down here or typed out or whatever you want to say it might it might help shed some clarity because this is probably better put together so here we go. This is just a something about. I mean, it's a quick. I guess it's a. It's a. It's an expansion on the about moose also because you're just gonna keep learning about me as life goes, and this is how this story's going. So, where are you in cannabis? Like, what world do you live in? The bougie weed world of the Hollywood Hills, or the grassroots community, or somewhere in between? Like I have found to be like many of you, which is. Somewhere in between. Uh, the last two years have been an, an especially interesting journey um, in the cannabis world for myself I, because I did actually make the decision to pursue a career in cannabis uh, without any more knowledge of the plant than that of a consumer and not even like a California born and raised like I should have been consumer. Like I didn't really know shit about weed. Um, but my, my, my journey as a cannabis consumer has, has only been that of eight years. I didn't grow up like with cannabis quote unquote, like not from my parents or from any of like my extended family because cannabis was a drug, you know, cannabis was a drug and it was bad. You know, that's just all it was. And then uh, moving forward, I ended up living in a prohibition state for most of my adult life. And after being raised in California, I obviously knew uh, what cannabis was. And back then, I still called it marijuana. It's a total side note. I watched this thing about how they used to use the term marijuana to basically put to like racialize it for basically us crackers. So I don't, I don't call it that anymore. It's cannabis. I'll call it what it is. I'll call it weed. I'll call it dope. I'll call it pot. Um, but I, yeah, cannabis. So anyway, uh, I, I didn't, when I was basically what I'm saying is that up until the age of, uh, up until the last eight years, like I didn't spend any time really reading about weed or talking about weed. Um, I lived in a fucking state where if you had a nug, like you go to jail, like they'll take you, they'll take you. It's still like it, still like it. And I mean, it's at a point, I don't even like talking about which state it is. I, you know what? Fuck it. Mm -hmm. It's what it is. So anyway, um, up until I was 22 years old, that's basically how my life was. It was, it was no real dive into cannabis at all. I'm just, I'm going to be honest there. I've got eight years that I've had experience with it. I've had a, a love story with cannabis that I hope that I can share with many more people to come. But after a, a therapist had told me at the age of 22 that I was considered manic depressive, um, a close friend at the time had suggested uh, cannabis use over the prescription drugs that the therapist had recommended. 
And then that same friend had offered me my first nug. Uh, and looking back, that was one of the most impactful days of my life. I remember putting that nug directly into a little glass pipe. Um, I didn't break it up at all. I literally just took this, this little nug and I just, boop, just set it right in there. Just plopped it in there. And that one nug uh, was a one hit quit for me for literally an entire week. I would take it and it would be, oh, done. And fucking and many, I don't know. I don't know if, if, if you had the same experience as me, but uh, most of you can remember the feeling of using cannabis for the first time. Uh, a lot of people, when we're talking about it, they romanticize it and they think back and they're like, oh, those were better times, man. And I can totally relate. Um, it's getting to a point where I feel like a tolerance break is is coming. But honestly, I'm not really chasing an effect. So that's why I don't really take a tolerance break. Because for me, uh, cannabis, it was... It was an amazing experience the first time that I'd, I'd really smoked. And for the first time uh, in my life, I had really felt like my mind was able to slow down enough to be present like in the moment. Um, a lot of people experience what they call couch lock their first time. Uh, it's basically you're just on the couch like a zombie sort of. And I'm no exception. I definitely had those um, experiences of being on the couch, like not wanting to move. Like there's some, there was some shit, man. There's some good shit out there, but, but the physical feeling itself was nothing, was nothing compared to like the peace that I felt inside my head. That, that, that moment that I didn't have a thousand things from my past and a hundred million things from the future all at once fucking spinning around and I was actually able to be present and 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 since since then since that you know very first time that I had I had smoked I'd smoked that nug out of that little pipe and I I knew that cannabis would be a part of my life forever um at that moment I did not realize how big of a role it would play in my life uh the fact that we're here right now uh, that you're listening to me, that we're having this conversation, uh, that's because of cannabis. And I'm, I'm eternally grateful to cannabis for more than my mental clarity, uh, but also the, I mean, just you guys, the community uh, that has invited me in. I, I, it's, it's been a very beautiful experience for me and it continues to be and I continue to meet more and more people that have had amazing impacts on communities and uh, amazing impacts on their own lives through cannabis and I, I'm glad to be a part of it and so pretty much before that point and even a little bit after that point I wouldn't say that um, up until this point my story is um, not one that many would like to follow uh, but I'm definitely grateful for it. I truly discovered cannabis at the age of 22. So for me, not having this medicine in my life uh, led me to find others for myself. Um, but for 
cannabis in my life, I discovered alcohol. I mean, I also remember the first time I experienced alcohol. I remember the feeling of not so much, you know, being in the present moment, like my mind was not as busy, but I was not in any moment. Uh, and for a, a manic depressive 12 year old and I finding alcohol for the first time, you, you know, that was, that was, that was it. Um, cannabis wasn't even a thought. I mean, it was a drug. It was bad. It was illegal. But alcohol, that, you know, a lot of people drink. That's that's everyone drinks. You see it. That's just how it is. But nowadays, I mean, everyone smokes weed. Everyone smokes weed. It's awesome. But it wasn't until uh, basically, let me get back to <laughs> let me back to what I was reading. Um, but it wasn't until over a decade of abusing alcohol and abusing myself um, abusing relationships that I, I really um, had figured out that alcohol was not a medicine for me. Um, there was a lot of hard lessons I put myself through during those times. Uh, I, it, there was a point where, uh, sorry, I'm getting a little, it's, it's a little bit deeper than I normally go on these, but this is what this is all about. So here, anyway, it wasn't, uh, until I put myself in prison for a year that I realized that I wasn't in control. I let too many other influences make my decisions. I gave power to the wrong people, put my energy into the wrong careers. And ultimately I was killing myself from the inside out. Uh, before I got out, I read over 65 books. I had written over a thousand pages and tore down everything about my life. Uh, without that experience, I would have spent the rest of my life in pain. Um, so, yeah, that kind of explains it for itself. I, I did a lot of soul searching. I had a, a good chunk of time where I had no responsibilities but to literally take care of myself. So that's what I did. And then while I was there and before I came home, I decided that I wasn't going to try anymore. I decided that I was going to succeed or I was going to fail. Um, I, uh, I never I had never simply, oh, this is where, this is where I get totally off track. So basically that's the back behind here. Two years ago, I came home and I'm been pursuing cannabis in a more real way. And not just cannabis, I've been pursuing a lot of personal growth over the last few years. I still read daily and I'm writing every day and I'm learning new things. Uh, that's like the my e-commerce store is something that I'm, I'm learning. I've, I just, mm. anyway. So I don't know where I was going. What happened here? Because I have so much more. Um, basically, when I had all that time to myself, I decided a few things. Um, and one of those things I remember was basically after, after a year of being gone, um, <laughs> I decided as long as I have fucking weed and as long as there is... A beautiful woman or beautiful... I'll, I'll be honest. At the point, I said, as long as there's weed and beautiful women, 
I won't have to fucking worry about anything else. Fuck off. Like, it's, I'm, I'm gonna be, I ain't coming back to this motherfucker again. So, basically, that was one of my thoughts. But I also had a few practices that I decided to put in place in my life. And I had decided I wasn't going to try anymore to take away the uh, mindset of try. And I, the, basically, I decided that I was going to succeed in this life or I was going to fail in this life. I wasn't going to be some in-between fucking thing that I just... No, it doesn't... I've never simply... Uh, tried anything and if I go into something with a try mindset then I already failed so in my if, if you look back at the times in your life when I look back at times in my life I realize that I have never tried anything I've just either failed at a lot of shit or I've succeeded at some things so there, I'm not trying anything but uh I also decided that life was about what I is not about what I need. It's about what I want. I set my intention to enjoy myself and to improve regardless of the circumstances. So, who I get a little worked up when I talk about and I when that word when I say it so many times because I'm going to explain to you why. So. This is what I call the death of try. And I wrote this down. Uh, finally, I've been basically, I've started to write this down or begun to write this down in a version like this uh, for like years. I usually just have the conversation with somebody, but I don't have somebody to talk to right now. So I'm talking to you from reading this that I wrote, hoping that I explain it the right way. But I know I will because I wrote it the fuck down. So here we go. This is the death of try. Gosh, I'm going to say it so many fucking times right now. But anyway, I created a practice. Here we go. I created a practice so that I would no longer have the mindset of try. I call the practice the death of try. <laughs> uh, like most things in life that actually work, it's very simple. Uh, in order to remove the mindset of try... You remove the physical reality of try. You literally don't say it. You don't fucking write it down or text it to someone. Put it in email. Just don't. Mm -mm. And see how long you can go without using that word. I guarantee that you will have a difficult time at first. Replacing the word isn't always as easy as it seems. And this is the, this is the part excerpt. Here we go, guys. Um, I want you to understand that you can literally go back and watch any of my videos, listen to any of my voices recordings before this point over the last, however many posts are on my Instagram or on my Facebook, um, since I've been home. So basically since 2017, the end of 2017 is when I came, I had this practice had begun and I've said this word so many times reading this to you right now it is killing me um, but at, um, it's very important to realize that the blatant just all right here we go I, I'm gonna keep reading this I'm gonna stay calm here we go 
Something I learned about try in almost every sentence that you remove the word from is that the sentence will still make sense or the sentence is a, is a lie. Um, an easy example of this is uh, I will try to call you later or here we go. This is the corrected version. I will call you later. So by using the word try, when you put that in there, when you say, I will try to call you later, by using that word, by putting that in there, you've already given yourself an, the ultimate excuse to not do. Um, a, a try will not hold anyone accountable. A try is like a band-aid or a bullet wound. Uh, it's like super ineffective. Um, instead of filling other people and myself full of false commitment, I don't try. Uh, try is... After this, I'm never going to say it the fuck again. So I'm just going to tell people to listen to this podcast if they really want to know about it. Because I'm not going to say this fucking word again after I'm done reading this to you. Whew. Anyway. Try literally means... This is from like the Google. Make an attempt or effort to do something. Think about that. And I'll say it again. Try. Ugh, I didn't want to say that. Um, make an attempt or effort to do something. So now we're thinking about it. Well, I'll get a drink of water while we think about it. So, nothing actually gets done. You, like nothing gets done. That literally is telling you nothing gets done. Uh, so you give up trying things on and uh, give up trying someone else's food or you can maybe give up trying to learn that thing or trying to be fucking happy uh wear the fucking dress eat the fucking food learn that fucking thing be a fucking happy person an amazing byproduct of this, the, an amazing byproduct of the death of try is expanding your vocabulary. It makes you really think about what you're going to say. It puts a level of commitment in your tone and in your mind that just can't be ignored. Uh, you'll gain confidence in yourself as you go and, and others feel it too. Honestly, others, others feel it. There are people that are closest to me that I've, that I've had this conversation with, and I've had this conversation with complete and total random strangers. So I know that this is not, I'm not naive in what I'm saying here because this is a, a, a proven thing in my life at, over the last few years. And I don't know if anybody else has really stuck to it, but at the, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to, to, to check up on anybody. I'm not here to, to, to be monitoring 
you know, your success with this, you know, you can agree with me or you can disagree with me. And I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be super ecstatic about my life either way. Um, I, I would prefer that you would disagree with me. So then I would find a way to affirm it more in myself, basically. Um, or, you know, I may just be dead out wrong about something. Please fucking tell me because I like being wrong. I don't, I learned very recently that you're basically, you know what, you say, you know, you're like, oh, I don't know everything, but you know, you won't really, you, you know, I really know I don't, I really feel like I don't know shit and it's great. Um, I, and if you, if you've met me prior to this, like I've, I've had, I am a, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like I'm finally at a point where I understand that I don't know shit and it's great. Um, I've spent all the time that I can learning. It doesn't matter what I'm learning. I'm actually just started uh, learning Spanish from a really really cool app. It's called Duolingo. It's fucking free, like 100% free. Swear. Um, but if you get it, let me know. If you do Spanish and you get it, you can like we can like compete and stuff in the leaderboards and, I'll, and it's cool. Anyway, I like to learn things and I and I put myself into it. And one of the things that I learned over the last few years of my life that I've put into practice is that I just don't use that fucking word, guys. Just don't use it. Don't say it. Don't write it. And if you really care about somebody, you'll you'll tell them about it. And you'll you know I don't. I don't say go out there and tell people, don't correct them, but, you know, people that you actually care about, maybe have a conversation with them after you've done it, after you've done it, give it, give it one week. It's a challenge. I challenge you to not use or say or write that word. Ugh. I challenge you one week, one week. Tell me it doesn't change things for you. This is not like a like a take forever to to feel the difference thing. This is like a pretty immediate change when you stop using that word because at first what's going to happen is you're going to just be catching yourself using it. And then you have to think about another word to use. In, in some circumstances, you have to think about another word to use. Like... I'm going to go try this on. Like I keep saying stuff like that. It's easy. Like I'm going to go try this on. It's like, no, I'm going to go put this on and see if it fits. <gasps> Whoa. That, that was, that was super difficult. No, but it's, it's hard in the moment. It, it, it causes you to, to maybe stop and, and actually recognize what you're saying, recognize the intent behind what you actually want, um, which leads me to the next part of the thing that I wrote down. <laughs> uh, it's good to want. And, you know, that's something that grandma always used to tell me. Um, and as a kid, I mean, if someone, if you've heard that as a child, or even if you've heard that as an adult or whatever, if you don't know what it actually means, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're here because um, as a child and as a um, basically up until a couple years ago, I always thought that, that was just, man, why would my grandma say that? That's just rude. It's good. To, like, I'd be like, oh, man, I really want to get that. And she's like, it's good to want. And like, 
oh, okay, sorry, I don't. Anyway, um, now I fucking love that my grandma used to say that to me. I love it. I think it's amazing because <clears throat> when you need something, how does it feel? Um, I don't know about you, but without my needs, my needs, I feel shitty. Uh, I feel depressed. I feel frustrated. Um, and how about when you, you know, uh, how do you feel when you want something? For me, I feel excited and driven and passionate. And I feel grateful, you know. I prefer to believe that everything in my life is a want because of these um, not just because of these feelings, but also when I think about um, my wants and needs, I recognize that wants are pretty much before needs, at least in, in regards to a mindset. Um, you know, I, I've taken also need out of well, not like uh, completely out, K-N-E-A-D, need. Um, need is also a word that I've, I haven't completely cleared it out, but it's also a word that I'm working on clearing out of my vocabulary. But at this point, there's so many good things that have been said by people that regarding like your six human needs or like, you know, your, your basic human needs, like the, about love and growth and progression, like, you know, what Tony Robbins talks about basically. Um, so I haven't completely cleared the word out. It doesn't frustrate me. Uh, it just kind of, it's a challenge also to, to just basically change the word. Think about it. Um, next time you say need, say you want it. Next time you say you need something, say you want it. Just do do that. Do that. Say that you want it instead of need it. And some people are going to think that, wow, you're selfish. <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's crazy. But, um, but really, it's the truth of the matter. Like, the truth of the matter is uh, there's things that you want. And then there are things that are required to get there. Um Like, what is it that you want? Uh, you know, like you don't need anything to get what you want, but you have things that are required to get what you want. Um, there's nothing that you need in the pursuit of what you want, only the things that are required to move forward. When I hear someone say they need to go to work or they need to get this or that done or need to have this or need to change that, I think about the, the boredom, the frustration in those phrases, like the irritation, the, the struggle behind it. I need to go to work. I need to get this done. Ugh. I say, like, but you can break down anyone's like, needs quote unquote to the basic desire of want uh, nothing is wrong with that I mean we're conditioned to feel like it's not okay to want but when we need something it it it, it allows us to to damage so many other parts of our lives uh, based off of this need mentality 
Um, but even the, the need for water does not give you the desire to drink when you're thirsty. And, and, and that really is every cell in your body screaming at you that they're thirsty, that they want water. They want to live. Um, if you go a bit further in this, uh, like you don't need that job. You don't need that house. You don't need that car. Yes, like all those things will get you closer to what you want, but recognize that at the end of the day, beginning of the day or the middle of the fucking day, choosing the want to get to work so that you have the money required to pay that rent for that home that you want, to take that car to the fucking job that you wanted when you purchased it. Oh, see, I fucked that up. Whew, anyway. Let me go back. Rewind. Choosing the want to get to work so that you have the money required to pay that rent for that home that you want. Taking the car that you wanted when you purchased it using the funds from that job that you went to. Did you need that job? No. But what you wanted had certain requirements to be a reality in your life realize that it's okay to want and that that's where the magic really happens um i feel like i'll just post this whole thing i still have another part to go just a little bit left um and this is the honestly if you made it this far congratulations i i really appreciate it um secondly um I'm going to post this so that you can read it for the parts that I fucked up on. Yeah. Uh, I will pick somewhere and post it later. Probably just in Instagram and I'll post it in like chunks with a few different posts and it'll be, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll post it in little chunky chunks. Learn that from Gary V. Breaking down that big long form piece of content and turning it into little tiny ones. So... The uh, last thing here was, uh, not the last thing, but really it's the first thing and the last thing um, is intent. You know, I, I touched on it a little bit earlier. The intent, um, the intent to enjoy myself and to improve situations regardless of circumstances. Uh, when you're afraid, when you, when you're afraid, when you're doing anything, there's intent behind it. Whether you're, you're deciding it or not, uh, the intent is still there. Uh, if we're going to take control of our own lives, then we have to know the intent behind it. In my own experience, I discovered the intent in my own life by deciding first what it was that I truly wanted. Um, and then I know that no matter what I want, it, I'm going to enjoy myself. You know, in those wants, I'm going to be enjoying myself. So I know that I'm going to be enjoying myself. That's one intent is I'm going to enjoy myself no matter what. And I know that I want to progress and grow. So I made it real easy. Uh, my intent basically is I've, I've set this, I've set this as my intent for my, basically a mantra is to enjoy myself and improve situations, enjoy myself and improve, improve, enjoy and improve, enjoy and improve. It's like a rinse and repeat process for myself. And that's the three things that basically have pushed me and pulled me 
uh, through and guided me into the, the place where I am now where cannabis has saved my life. Um, it's been a big part of it and, uh, this journey, uh, to be honest, a big part of, uh, meditation practices and just simply the time that I had by myself last season, uh, growing the people that I've met. Uh, I mean, the fucking hippies, the woo woos whatever. I mean, you, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hippie. I, I was up on a hill all year. I mean, I shitting in the woods, fucking growing plants. I mean, I, I got it. You know, I, I fucking have been there and that's what I'm excited to talk about. I want to talk to more people that have been in that situation that are feeling the fucking struggles of getting our community to fucking come together in a real way, not in a fucking sesh or smoke out like we got we've we've got shit to do and at this point i don't have any income from cannabis and i'm not growing anything until i get some seeds popped from my backyard gonna do personal grow nothing commercial this year and at least not that i know of that's a whole nother story in itself i'm i'm doing it different got the e-commerce store going and I am going to pause this because I lost my complete train of thought because I heard the car come. Dog, you got me all confused. All right, guys. So I'm actually going to cut that right there because at this point, I feel like I got enough out there. 40 minutes is plenty long enough. For a podcast, I myself have a hard time sitting through anything longer than that. So, if there was anything that caught your attention, anything that stood out, anything that you'd like to know more about or like me to elaborate more into, uh, reach out to me, send me a message, hit me up on the DM, or uh, you can text me, call me if you already have that information. Um, I also recently found out that if you would like to be a guest in the podcast, as long as you have a phone, I can send you an invite that will open up basically like a internet call and we both can talk to each other and have a conversation and maybe dive into some topics. So if you're interested in being a part of the show or having a discussion with me or you have something you feel that would be beneficial to the podcast, which at this point, almost anything is pretty much beneficial. I'd appreciate some back and forth with somebody, um, working on lining up some interviews with a few people, and I hope to have some new, great, exciting things coming soon. I don't want this to end up being my weekly journal because I have a journal, so... I would appreciate um, anybody that would like to be a part of to be a part of this because that's what this is about: bringing people together, sharing our experiences, and growing and learning together. With that, I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon.